Look, we'll <laughs> you, maybe we'll we'll see. Let, let me start with this, Slee. This is a tweet. Well, from, listen. First of all, oh, he's wait, right. Wait, wait, I, wait, I, I should have said double double, just right out the gate. To, <laughs> well, to say double cheeseburger it sauce and it's spread. There's a, there's a lot of t- you you tipped your hand a little bit. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to really go at you right now, but I do want to read this tweet right here because okay. it's apropos of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is from Adrian, who has attached a picture to it. He is literally in the drive-through line and in and out right now. <laughs> and, and he says, I'm going to try Travis's go-to order. And then he follows it up with, no one should ever order what Sliwa gets. <laughs> That's got to hurt a little bit. Like, if somebody said that about my order, I would take that deeply personally. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Listen, <laughs> You're okay with that? Some cheese and some meat. That's all you need on that thing. All right. I, I don't know. You're going. You you go a little crazy on there. A lot of people like the animal style. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy on the animal well, style. All animal style is is just the, the, cook the patty and the mustard a little bit. Little mustard, little pickles, and then you know you put the chilies on there. It's it's just a little. It's just a little more. A little more. Pop. Listen, In and Out, we all know is the standard that everyone should follow, and a lot of these other places have not followed In and Out. I feel like you uh, don't go there as often as I do. Am I wrong about that? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. My- Michael Michael pretty much says that he goes there like once a week. Every time I do the in and out read during the uh, yep. uh, during the Lakers broadcast, my- Michael's like, I think I'm going to go there tonight. I don't go that often. I- I'm I'm good for maybe once every three weeks, and and that it- and I could I could go every day and love every second of it, but. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a little concerned about your order. I'm not going to lie. One more tweet here before we get to how you break the bad news to LeBron James. Uh, this one says, Trav and Allen, uh, the people versus OJ Simpson 2, hashtag reboot. That's from Darb in the OC. Uh, yes, I'm all here for that. Oh, yeah. However, we got to make it a little different. Basically, I want it all Travolta all the time as Robert Shapiro. That was That was the best part of that show. Let's do that again. How good, by the way? How many how many seasons was that, or how many episodes was that? I, I was wanted, that, it was maybe ten or twelve. I want to say like ten. Yeah. Oh, how glued to that were you? It was fantastic because it was a perfect mix of campy and good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I mean, Travolta's getup as Bob Shapiro was so outrageous. <laughs> it was hard not to laugh that the dude from Friends, what's his name, uh, Schwimmer, mm-hmm. as as Robert Kardashian was ludicrous, but it was still so good. But it was I mean, it. it was it was incredibly. It takes you back to the actual time when it was happening, and you know, just depending on what your age was or whatever the case is, you remember everything, and you also learn a lot throughout the process. I I thought that was one of the best that they had. So you and I are still kind of you know figuring this out mm-hmm. i have more oj simpson connections than you can ever believe i'll just i'll just leave you with this and then okay. we'll move on to the lebron topic my dad i graduated from college the day he did it or let me rephrase the day he allegedly did it um my dad was out here for in santa barbara okay. for my graduation from ucsb and then my parents were living in chicago at the time so he caught the red eye from lax back to chicago that night on the plane with him oj simpson fleeing the scene mm-hmm so we have that. My grandmother lived around the corner. We have, we, we'll get into OJ some other day. Today's not the day for that. Let's talk a little bit about what Byron said there a minute ago. If you're Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. how do you go to LeBron James and say, listen, um, you're the best player of the last you know 20 years. You are one of the greatest players of all time. I would like you to play less because I think you need to play less. And he's telling you, I feel fine. I'm ready to go. How do you do that? I, I, don't, know if, uh, I don't know if you do. 
Trav, I mean, there's somebody that's played 18 years in the NBA for the last three, four years. This has been the conversation. The conversation's been, oh, LeBron's got to, he's got to start tapering it back a little bit. He's got to play a little bit less minutes. Um, that this isn't the first conversation we've ever had about LeBron James and his minutes. It was happening last season as well, uh, leading up to the you know obviously the Orlando bubble. Um, this is going to continue to be the conversation. Doesn't LeBron just know his body better than anybody else? And if he feels like he's pushing too hard uh, early on in the season, then he'll he'll find a way to taper it off a little bit. I don't know if I don't know if coach is going to tell tell LeBron James how his body feels. No, I don't think you can tell him how his body feels because that that is a LeBron decision. But it's one of those things. Look, what makes LeBron James is a whole bunch of things. It's the physical abilities that he was given. It's the physical abilities that he has honed over years and years. It's the way that he takes care of himself. It's his skill. It's his intellect. It's it's all of these things. But what also makes LeBron LeBron and what makes all great players great players is they always think they can do it. They always think they're fine. They always think I can give you a little more. They always believe I'm still the guy that I was the year before and the year before and the year before. They're the very last ones to realize that, you know what, a little bit of break from this, a little bit less might serve me well in the long term. Because what makes them them is that they always believe that they're the right answer to the question because they usually are. So I do think you need somebody in that equation saying, look, I'm not saying you don't feel good. I'm not saying you're not even playing well. What I'm saying is it is my job to make sure that you are at your best come the end of the line. I'm not saying we're going to drop you down to 22 minutes a night. I'm saying that we're going to be really careful about pushing you beyond 35, 36. So here's the problem. What's the alternative? Because they're losing anyway. They're losing anyway, but they're losing right now because Anthony Davis is not in the games. Mm -hmm. That's why they're losing, right? True. So um, you're not – Lakers don't have the luxury. This is a real conversation if, let's say, Lakers are up 20 points in the fourth quarter and there's six minutes left to go and you feel like LeBron should still be on the floor. And LeBron is saying, no, let me go. The problem is – they're in this, you know, and even before Anthony Davis got injured, Lakers weren't helping themselves by playing all these overtime games, not helping themselves because they weren't paying attention and they were bored against the competition. Them kind of knowing we're just going to coast through the regular season and get into the postseason. So what do you do now? Uh, LeBron's not going to – he's not sitting tomorrow. He wasn't going to sit yesterday against the Utah Jazz. So if the idea and the concept is – well, LeBron should play less minutes. Have you seen the Lakers when LeBron's not on the floor? No, I, I get it. But let, let's use last night as the example. I mm -hmm. agree with what you're saying, that you to, to, to extend his normal, air quotes, normal time on the bench, if it's normal, let's say three minutes, let's extend it to four, four and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay? I get what you're saying. That's when they get in trouble because without him, and especially without him they and got without no Schroeder right. and without Anthony Davis, they're in trouble. That's not what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. For instance, last night, and he didn't play a ton of minutes last night. I think it was only 28. But they were, that game was over halfway through the third quarter. It was over. They weren't, they weren't coming back to win. And yet he was still out there, and he was still, he put on another five or six extra minutes that didn't need to be there. there. When you're down 28 points in the third quarter, you're going to lose, 
especially when you're playing a good team like Utah in their place where they're making shots. You can't throw one in the ocean. It's it's finding those opportunities to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna steal back four or five extra minutes. By the way, and if I haven't seen that that minute total in a long time for LeBron James. Last yeah. game, I think he was 43 against uh, against he Washington, was. yeah. right? And then he had that stretch in those overtime games. He was 40 plus every night. So. Um, I think they'll they'll kind of catch some of these opportunities to play him a little bit less, but that is interesting from Byron. I mean, Byron literally said, I would sit him down and tell him, we know you want to play, we know you want to go, but because this is a marathon and it's not a sprint, we need you to actually kind of shed some minutes here and there. Um, I, I got a feeling, I got a feeling as we get into April, and now we're starting to look at the schedule, and we're starting to see, okay, you can actually see the playoffs are coming up here. Uh, we're only X amount of weeks away from the playoffs coming. I, I got a feeling that that will change a little bit. And you asked Byron something that I think is incredibly important for this season alone. Home court doesn't mean anything. Home court does not have the um, – you you can win a championship without home court this year. I think Lakers can win a championship either way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be the most important thing, which I think they'll get opportunities as we get closer to the postseason to sit Le- – not sit LeBron, but be a little bit more strategic with him. Yeah, the, the the seating thing is weird, right? Because no one really knows exactly what it's going to look like come you know May and June. You're talking fans, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but 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 what we know for sure is the, the places aren't going to be filled, right? You're not you're not going to have you know twenty thousand people in these arenas. No. Maybe you'll have five. Maybe you'll have seventy five hundred or whatever it is. Um, I, I don't think it matters. But I don't think the, the other part of it is too. Depending on who finishes where, you'd only rather have to play Utah or the Clippers. You don't want to have to play them both. And and if you are in if you're not in the top seed, you're gonna to have to probably play them both, right? Because if you're the two or the three, you're gonna to have to play the three or the two to get to the one. Well that it, that that's the part of the seeding that I think is meaningful. Well, this could happen too. Lakers could end up number four and still play Utah in the you know, in the second round. Mm-hmm. That could happen. Lakers could play uh, the Clippers in the second round. It won't hypothetically be in the Western Conference Finals. I I, I agree with you. You're going to probably have to play both of those teams to get to the NBA Finals this year. All right. So the Dodgers have a decision that is going to end up hurting one of their most prestigious players of all time's feelings. I'm going to tell you what that is coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So Slee, how much of Cobra Kai have you seen? I saw, I think, uh, the first season. By the way, when does Morales sleep? Yeah, never. Let's not get into that. That that's a can of worms that we probably don't need to get into. <laughs> but I so you've watched the first season. I, I, saw, I, have a question. I saw the first season. Um, okay. How many seasons are they in right now? They've they've completed three seasons and a fourth season is pending. I'm gonna get back into it. Uh, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing Ozark right now. Uh, yeah. I you know what I did that for a while. It's really good, but I I checked out. I, I have Why? my attention. My my attention span is terrible. I, I've got about three episodes in me of just about anything, and if it has to be otherworldly great. Okay, to what, what have you like gone? It. What have you gone and watched the entire thing? Well, I did watch Cobra Kai because I love Johnny Lawrence, and the question I had for you, and so if you've seen the first whole season, you can answer this question. Okay, 
are there no like police in the valley in this fictional universe that they have? Because there are all these karate riots yeah. every weekend, and nobody gets in trouble. Well, you it, can just beat up people every day, and nothing happens. Well, the karate kind of polices themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like when you're at that level, you don't need the police. There is no reason for the police, and that's what Cobra Kai is. Yeah, but one kid got a broken neck and ended up in the hospital. I feel like somebody needs to go. Like to jail I for that. said, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> the karate police <laughs> doesn't make a ton of sense. All right. So, by the way, you, I love I love that you stopped on Ozark, but Cobra Kai, you're right. You're going seasons here. Well, OK. Do you, you really want the answer? It's a, it's a very easy answer. You ready? Yeah, because I didn't know what was coming in Ozark. So I was kind of like, eh, I can do without this. But I knew that Allie with an eye was going to show up eventually in Karate Kid. And I had to see when that was going to happen. That's why. Respect. Yeah. respect she's a, she's important to me of course i get it i get it <laughs> all right uh clayton kershaw has started every dodger opening day i believe since 1963 he's been yep. the guy that's <laughs> yep. 63 was his first one yep that's <laughs> right. right i was every there i was covering that game. You cover, yeah, you've been in a lot of stuff you've, yeah you've got a, a well-worn press pass over these years for sure i was there actually when al bundy the four touchdowns poke <laughs> there, yeah. i was there as well i was there as well. al bundy poke high all city <laughs> Four touchdowns in one game? <laughs> you were writing for the, I, the school newspaper at that point, I think. I freaking loved that character. How good was Al Bundy back he in the day? He was great. He was great. He Well, he's great. He's a great mm-hmm. actor. Um, So, Kershaw may not get the opening day start. Dave Roberts has said he doesn't know. So, the question is, is it Kershaw? Because why not? I mean, because, again, it, it's one of these things that's far more ceremonial than meaningful. Absolutely that, it is. Right. That, But if we're just calling it like it is – He's not their best pitcher anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not their most lights-out guy. He's certainly their most famous guy, their most prestigious guy. But there are probably two more guys ahead of him when it just comes to, hey, i got to win tonight mm-hmm. that you're probably picking. So who do you go on opening day? Do you give it to Kershaw just because he's Clayton Kershaw, or do you give it to Walker Bueller? Well, it's funny because you said this. You asked me this. I, I want to say in our first show you said, all right, you need one game. You mm-hmm. need one game. Who are you going with? And we both agreed, Bueller, yeah. right? And I, I think the – I think the opening day is so much different, of course, you know, obviously from a playoff game, whatever the case is. Um, I'm okay if Walker Bueller gets the start. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, hey, this is, uh, you know, obviously somebody that the franchise depends on. He is the ace. He's the future. I'm okay with him getting the start. And, and to be honest with you, I, I don't know if Kershaw, you think Kershaw's going to care if he doesn't get the opening day start? That's the question, though. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. Did, would he, would First of all, I have never gotten any sort of doesn't vibe seem like someone from Clayton care. Kershaw that he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It, but when they were kind of, I almost said something I shouldn't say. When they're kind of messing around with the idea uh, uh, last year mm-hmm. about who was going to, maybe it was two years ago. Like, hey, you know, walk and, and Clayton Kershaw kind of said, you know what, I'd like to do it. I've been doing it, so maybe this is something that he feels. And, and I think that's the answer right there. If Dave Roberts knows that it's important to Clayton Kershaw give it to Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's just a matter of we're going to set up a rotation because I want to go Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw. Boom, boom, boom. Then you do it that way. But if it's meaning to, meaningful to Kershaw, then give it to him. I, I, I don't think really – I, I actually don't think – so the way you just described it, Bauer getting the nod on the second day, that I'm not okay with. I, I would think Kershaw would get it on the second day. And that that's – it's almost. I almost feel like it would be disrespectful to have him go on the third day. 
Unless there's a matchup issue. You could do it like that. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Here's the other thing that the Dodgers need to do with mm-hmm. their rotation. They need to figure out who's four and five. Because regardless of order, Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer, they're going to be your one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Slot them however you want. I would put them Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw. That would be my rotation. Who's the four and who's the five? Because this is what we're looking at. You're looking at David Price, who has not pitched for them yet. He supposedly looks pretty good so far in spring training, but basically didn't play last year. He opted out because of the coronavirus. You've got – he's also a World Series champion and former Cy Young Award winner. Mm -hmm. He's a fantastic pitcher who's probably past his best days but still pretty good. You've got Dustin May who throws 101 miles an hour. That's not bad. That's not bad. You've got Tony Gonsolin who made some big starts in the World Series for Mm -hmm. them. And then, oh, by the way, you've got Julio Urias (laughs) – who was the guy that shut the show down for the Dodgers last year, but he's a starting pitcher ultimately. You got four guys for two spots. Who are you telling, oh, by the way, you got to go to the bullpen, or maybe even differently, you might go to the minor leagues? Well, I, I tell you what, if that's the problem that you're having, I mean, just kind of think about that for a second. Everything that you, the way you set the whole thing up, Travis, it's as if you're saying, um, you know, uh, are you going to Ruth Chris? Mastros, Flemings. I mean, you're picking from the cream of the crop steakhouses. I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. And, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, there is something about, um, I know from an individual perspective, it means a lot to each one of these guys. Of course it does. You want to be a part of that top five rotation. You want to start the season uh, a part of the mix. Um, they can't go wrong, Travis. I mean, I, I, I think I think Julio Reyes being a part of the mix um, I think that would be great, but if they don't go that route and, and Dave Roberts decides, um, no, you know what, I, I really want to make sure Tony Gonsolin's part of the mix or Dustin May, whatever the case is, I just don't think you can go wrong. Maybe what you're really playing is more of the politics side of it and making sure you're keeping everybody happy. Yeah, there, there are no bad choices, but the fact of the matter is you're going to have to tell two of these guys, oh, by the way, you're not in the starting with you're going to pitch out of the bullpen. And it can't be Urias. He, he Of all of these guys, mm-hmm. he's the one guy that I think has earned that spot more than anybody else. This and don't, is guy, by, by the way, don't you think he'll be in the rotation? I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. But this, this, this is somebody that was – a guy that was the next big thing, right? He mm. was the next great Dodger left-hander, and then he got hurt. And then he came in, and he was wild. And then he came in, and he struggled a little bit. And then he kind of found it. And then he found this role in the bullpen last year, especially in the postseason, where he was basically unhittable. Mm-hmm. He was just remarkable. So I think he's kind of earned his role into there. They've been waiting for him for a long time. I don't know if you can put David Price in the bullpen at this point in his career, right? I mean, you're paying him a lot of money, and I don't know if you're paying him that kind of money. And he to hasn't pitch pitched yet. Middle relief, sure, he hasn't, mm-hmm. but he's got a he's got a resume that's that's pretty damn impressive. And that that's what I'm saying, Chad. As in, it's not like he lost the spot, right? It's not like uh, it's not like last season he wasn't coming through, and you said, okay, well, this actually is going to come right. down to there's another pitch. You've got David Price, like you mentioned, you're paying, even though Boston's paying half of that contract. Um, I I think he's part of that starting five, too. I, I do, too. So now you're going to take – uh, Dustin May might have the best stuff, just stuff. I'm not saying he's the best pitcher mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I'm just saying as far as stuff goes, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Mm. That guy throws 100 miles an hour, and he's throwing it like it's a wiffle ball. I don't know how – you know, that, that he goes to the minor leagues because he needs, he needs innings. He sure. needs work. So sure. do you send him to the, the minor leagues to work on innings, to work on a second pitch, to work on command? Do you put – I mean, they, they've got a, two really talented guys that probably don't make the rotation. Is it is it better for them? I mean, is it better to be in the minor leagues or be a part of the bullpen? 
I think for for me, for May in particular, mm-hmm. I think he's he's got to start because that's where he's going to live and breathe mm-hmm. as a professional pitcher. Mm-hmm. He is going to be a starting pitcher. Tony Gonsolin could probably pitch out of the bullpen. He's got a little bit better command. He's got a little bit more polish. He's a little bit older than Dustin May, but May needs to pitch. He needs to pitch innings. So I would, if you can't get him in the rotation here, I'd put him in rotation in AAA. It's a good problem to have, and but it does sound like the five that you mentioned probably be the five. I mean, we've heard Dave Roberts, and, and he, nobody has announced anything yet but it sounds like it would kind of lean towards some of the uh some of the players that you were just mentioning <laughs> somebody just tweeted at least alan knows his steak restaurant <laughs> 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 that's from gfish 21 i know I, I think people hey, listen, are, are listen, a little worried I, about I, your in and out cred Slee. i will go well, listen I, i'm not at in and out all the time i mean if you're <laughs> there every time travis you're the vet that's your lane Oh, man. All right, one more here. This is from Ryan. It says, not sure if Slee is up to speed on all of our deals regarding Tiger. Steakhouses we go. But we need both of your thoughts on the crash. You know, we haven't really touched on that because Mm -hmm. it happened, uh, I guess, what, four days now. But that really was surreal. That was one of those moments. And not not to turn too dramatically, but, you know, what happened about a year ago with Kobe, you know, all of a sudden you hear an accident involving a high profile guy. You start to think the worst. Thankfully, uh, a tiger was okay, but that was that was just wild. It's the middle of the morning, nice day, no other cars, no skid marks on the road, just a very weird moment. Yeah, and also, you know, obviously the coverage. So you, every every network is panning in on the car, and you know, you're obviously try, starting to see some details. You, there aren't enough details to know how he's doing. Yeah, that that's those are weird moments, and those are those are moments that obviously we remember. But then it makes you also reflect on other things that have happened, and and you. You, you almost automatically think of the worst. You don't want to, right? But but it it, it happens. It, I think it's kind of a natural instinct. That was definitely a weird day, but it's uh, – I think I just read something, too. They're moving him over to Cedar sinai Yeah, I, I'm not, not surprised to hear that at all. Okay, I have a question for you with regards to that. With Tiger's accident yesterday, all you had to hear was Tiger, and you knew exactly what we were talking about. Is Tiger Woods the greatest one-name athlete of all time? That's coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Not so much mad at you, Manuel, as I am disappointed. <laughs> Did you ever get that one, Slee? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's That's not what, what you said. It's what you didn't say. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there, there was no win for me in that. For, for, me, to, for me to go there would have been a, a little bit uncomfortable. I got a good tweet here before uh, we go back to this. This is from Darbo. It mm-hmm. says, Slee. Number one, Tiger King. Number two, The Last Dance. 
Number three, Cobra Kai. Number four, two-part HBO series on Tiger. That's the vaccine during COVID. Get on it. Have you seen any or all of those? Uh, the Tiger uh, documentary, the two-part I saw. Did you see that, by the way? I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, name I, a couple I, more of those. What, what were the other ones? So, in order, Tiger King. Did you see that? Tiger King I saw. Last Dance, of Last course. Dance we all saw, yep. Yeah, Cobra Kai, you're behind on. Yeah, I got to get I gotta get in that. And you saw the Tiger Show, so you're good. By the way, I went through a, I think I told you this, I went through this streak here where, let's see what I did, in the past, let's say, six months. Sopranos, full, mm-hmm. start to finish. Mm-hmm. The Wire, start to finish. Yep. Boardwalk Empire, start to finish. Never did that one. And then now I'm doing Ozark. Okay, all right. That's not bad. That's these are bad. hits. I mean, these are good ones. Well, no, yeah, no. Sopranos in the wire, just all timers. That mm-hmm. that goes that goes without saying. And then one more here before we get back to it. Sliwa hasn't earned the right for info on your burrito. Kid needs to put in more time. Burrito talk is earned, I get not it. expected. I get it. Okay, Listen, I, I I know. By the way, who's that dude that said earlier? He said uh, something along the lines. He said. Are you with Travis? He thinks a hot dog is an appetizer. What was he talking about there? Well, I've said this before. Okay. um, A hot dog is not really like a main course unless you're going to go big with like. Well, what if you have two hot dogs? What if you have two hot dogs? It's just. I mean, they're just hot dogs. They don't really count. So when you're, let's say, let's say you come over to my house. Okay. Just so what happens? Let let me set. Let me set the scene. Mm -hmm. So so you come in and I say, hey, Slee, it's good to see you here. Let me let me get you a beer. You said, hey, didn't I tell you to bring your own beer? And I'm like, "Ah, I'm just curious to see what (laughs) you have in your fridge. I I will say this: I'm a very good host. If you when, not if, but Mm -hmm. when you come to my house, when we're allowed to go, you know, see friends and family and stuff again, we should do a show from your house. You you will have (laughs) a good time. I promise. But I'll give you a beer or a glass of wine or whatever it is you'd like to have. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go into the backyard and we'll chit-chat a little bit and I'll have some food on the grill. We'll be making the main thing, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Maybe we're doing steaks or maybe some salmon or whatever we got on the grill. But in the meantime, we're just going to throw a few hot dogs on there just to eat them as they come off. Just a little appetizer. You tell me you're not into that? Trev, that's that's next level. That's next level. It really right. is. Of if course. you can I mean, just have... If right. you can just have two hot dogs as just like a warm-up, right? Just two yeah. hot dogs and then just brush it off like it's absolutely nothing as you're cooking the rest of the food. Right. That's next level. I don't want to know what's in your burrito. Look, Clayton Kershaw just doesn't show up at the ballpark and walk out to the mound and start firing pitches. He, goes he also doesn't the- eat two hot dogs before <laughs> he goes down before to the he bullpen eats a meal. and he gets loose and he you know runs a little bit and gets his left shoulder loosened up and then by the time it's game time he's yeah, ready to go. That's next level. Oh, one other thing on the Dodgers before we go to uh, Tiger real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that stuff that, that Bauer and Noah Syndergaard were getting into on Twitter the other day? Yeah, it was like a 16-year-old conversation between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, it, did, it, did they not look like two dudes uh, that are seniors in high school going back and forth at each other? It, okay. What'd you say? No, no, no. What'd you say? <laughs> it was stupid to what be What are you sure. guys, children? It was I, – I, I, I like Twitter. I like to read it. I like I, – I'm not, I'm not like a Twitter roast guy. I, don't, I just think it's funny. I like to follow people I like. I'm not into the whole back and forth thing too much. Um, but Trevor Bauer is. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer – Well, Syndergaard started it. Syndergaard started it because Trevor Bauer is kind of universally looked at as a guy that not a lot of people in Major League Baseball are fond of. Mm-hmm. That's just his reputation. You know, fairly or unfairly, that's what it is. Which is part of what makes him popular. and It's it's part of what makes him polarizing, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, But what's interesting to me about it was, is because, you know, just for the people who maybe haven't seen it, 
uh, Noah Syndergaard, the, the, good, the very outstanding pitcher for the Mets, put up a picture of him and a couple of his teammates, uh, a photograph of them all laughing uproariously. And then underneath it, he wrote something along the lines of, I'm not going to get this exactly right. And then he said he wasn't coming here, that he was going to the Dodgers, and then the picture of them all He laughing. said, I'm like, sorry I chose another team, but I'll donate. Or this, this is actually, that, that's taken the quote, nothing but smiles, yeah. smiles from spring training. Right. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're thrilled he's not here, mm-hmm. is, is what the message was. And then Bauer took the bait, and then they had the 16-year-old back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. The question isn't, you know, who's the bigger you know, high school freshman. My question is the Dodgers are a pretty buttoned-up group. Mm-hmm. You, you, you look at the guys that they have. Mookie is pretty buttoned up. Clayton Kershaw is buttoned up. Bellinger's buttoned up. Corey Seager's buttoned up. Dave Roberts is buttoned up. They, they, they've they got write a, a tight run corporation. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. They, they are a very, buttoned very up. buttoned up group of guys. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer is going to get into fights with people on Twitter. Is that, does that start <laughs> to make people go, dude, come on, man. Do you, do you, do you try to stifle it? Do you just kind of close your eyes and pretend you don't see it? What do you do? Okay, here, here's the reality. The reality is um, it's entertaining, we're talking about it right now. You love that these two are going back and forth, like literally like children. I mean, I, I started off by saying, well, who started it? Syndergaard started it. Right? <laughs> right. It's literally the, what you would say to two sixth graders. Um, do I think it's a big deal? Do I think it's a big issue? Probably not. But I also think that I'm sure there are plenty of people like all the names that you just had in that clubhouse saying, yes, can there be – um, you know, conversation and bickering going back and forth. Yeah, that could happen with you and other teams. But why don't you just focus and pay attention on what we're trying to do here? And, and would you be shocked if, you know, that's part of the conversation that some of these vets are having with all the players, including Trevor Bauer? No, because Tre- Trevor Bauer's been around a while. He's not a new guy who needs to be shown the ropes. This is who he is. You know what I mean? Like, this is how he rolls. And, and I think you right gotta now— you got to also adjust to your environment. Uh, yeah, I mean, but we, I mean, I'm trying to find a word here, Slee, to use that. I, I, I know what the word is. I just can't say it here that uh, guys that are like Trevor Bauer are going to be like Trevor Bauer for their entire life. They don't, they don't adjust to other people. They do their deals. And the, and his deal is to be abrasive and to be confrontational. And right now it won't matter a lot because he's new. You know, Clayton Kershaw says, you know, yeah, you know, he brings an interesting personality. And I, I, I you know, all those code words, I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All that we'll see what it is. And right now it doesn't matter. But when the next Twitter war happens in a month, and then the second one happens two weeks after that, and everybody runs to Mookie Betts or to Clayton Kershaw or to Dave Roberts and says, hey, did you see what Trevor Bauer put on Twitter? That's when it's kind of be that did. Here we go again. That's the part that I worry about. And, and I'm I'm of kind of the mindset. I know Michael Thompson hates this when we talk about it, right? Usually you're kind of trained from a sports perspective. Don't give another team bullet bulletin board material, right? That, that, that kind of why give them extra incentive? There's no there's no purpose. Nothing good is going to come out of it. You got a lot of boring organizations out there. I use the San Antonio Spurs, the New mm-hmm. England Patriots, but you know what they do? They get results. And, yeah. and I think I'm not saying the Dodgers have to be that. Dodgers are going to be themselves, and that organization is obviously incredibly well run. If it affects anything that's going on on the field, maybe that's one conversation. I don't know if it will. I mean, I have no, you know, I, we'll see how the season plays out. But I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably people within the organization that would prefer, can, can we just play baseball? Because yeah. that's how the organization has been. You know what fixes it all? Winning. Yep. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. Go go out there and pitch seven innings every time it's your turn to pitch. Go out, pitch seven innings, give up two or three runs. No one's going to care what you do on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. That stuff only becomes a problem when you're not pitching really well, and, and he, he's a very, very good pitcher. So the answer to the question, is there a more famous one-named athlete than Tiger? Is Tiger the one name you say, go anywhere? And I'm not just talking about – golf fans, sports fans, but if you walked up to, you know, some 85-year-old lady in the mall and said, hey, what do you think of Tiger? She'd know what you're talking about. She'd probably be like, what the hell are you asking me? <laughs> um, bigger than Tiger. Well, okay, these are the ones that come to mind, okay? Okay. Jordan. Ali. Okay. Ali. Um, Kobe, of course. Magic, no. of course. No. Magic, no. If Kobe is in L.A. for sure, but I'm talking around the world. I think you are vastly underestimating how big that word is. No, no, I'm not saying it's not big. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be well and, known. I'm and how and how big the different. sport is. I mean, it isn't isn't the popularity of the fact that it's the Lakers, it's the NBA, it's an international, it's a worldwide sport. I mean that that carries a different type of weight too. It, that's what made Tiger so different. Is Tiger did not have a vehicle like the NBA. He did Tiger not. Didn't, Tiger did not mm-hmm. have a sport that was internationally popular like basketball is. That that that's why Tiger just cuts through on a level like so few others. I think I think you know Jordan is certainly on there. Ali mm-hmm. is certainly on there. Pele is probably on there. Even a guy like Messi. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say that, most people would know who that is. Van Exel. <laughs> Don't you laugh at Van Exel. Poor Nick. Don't you laugh at Van Exel. I I mean, LeBron. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's – Yeah. It is kind of funny when we simplify it. Serena. I mean, there are definitely some names out there that will instantly jump out. Um, Like, for instance, like Tom Brady is wildly famous. But if you said, hey, did you hear what happened to Tom? You'd be like, who? Or even if you said, you hear what happened to Brady, you'd be like – Tom Brady? Like, you need to clarify. Sure. There's no there's no clarification with Tiger or LeBron or anything like that. Yeah, that is uh, – that, that's a good way to put it. I never even really thought about that. Th- those are kind of the, the one nem- – the the one uh, Pele. Who yeah. else would be in it? Messi? Messi for sure. Mm-hmm. He's so little. I've always had a little trouble with that. That One of the one of the most famous athletes in the world, one of the best oh, he's athletes a, he's in the a, world. He's a he, beast. He's, he's like five foot zero. <laughs> And he's just, he's just running around out there like, hey, check me out. Let me tell you something. It's soccer. It's scoring goals. It's soccer. This is cool. I love hey. that. I love that. That that's how his voice has to be. In my head, it is. I don't. I've actually never heard the guy talk. I don't know what he sounds like, but in my head, it's like, hey, mom, mom, look, I had a hat trick. What do you think of that? Look at this. Mom, mom, you do realize he's arguably here. the most popular athlete of the world. Of course I do. I just, I just, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not disparaging the man. I just, you know, he's kind of little. And, and, and I just don't, I just didn't picture him having a very high voice. <laughs> Am I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it just seems like I something, got nothing. That would, that's something that would be going on like that. All right, let's do this, Lee. Let's uh, let's go through Twitter one last time, see what the people have to say. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Travis and Sliwa. Oh, we got to do uh, role players. Uh, oh, Rambus's yeah. Oh, birthday. yeah. That's right. We're going to wish happy birthday to Kurt Rambus as well. That's coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Whiff it, Morales, W-I-I-F-T, what's in it for Travis. And so this makes show number three. Next Thursday will be four. Ansley, two together next week, Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. So we and and we're going to actually have some, uh, you know, during the All-Star break, we're going to have uh, some consistent shows. And yeah. the great thing is they'll hear you at 5 a.m. in the morning tomorrow, and they'll hear me tomorrow for the pregame show. So it's not like we're going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I get to do my uh, my messy on the mornings. We'll, we'll see. No, 100% Fran. you should. It's for, for – don't do it for you. Do it for radio. I think there's something there's something about it. By the way, did, yeah. did you know today is uh, National Chili Day and National Clam Chowder Day? Okay, uh, I I didn't know about chili. I didn't know clam chowder. So are we going? Uh, are we going New England clam chowder? Or are we doing the Manhattan one? The I, red. I think one? I think New England clam chowder is really the only one that I, that that one stands kind of at a level of its own. I think you're right. I think that's the more popular one. There's nothing one, to but really think about. It, don't it, it don't definitely sleep on that stands. red one, Slee. That got tomato potatoes, one, some that's clam in there as well. well so put the it in one. the put it in the bread bowl. Well, yeah, but so does the red one. It's got the same clams. It's got the same potatoes. It's just a little tomato. Broth I, I, I think that, that one cream. came after. I think that was a, it was that, that one's almost like you know you're talking about Frazier getting another shot. <laughs> that, that, that's what the red one is. I don't know about that. Are you doing a bowl that. of chili or are you doing a, a clam chowder? Oh no, chili over chowder. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, if given the choice, I choose. You mix both. the two together. <laughs> um, I, I'm going chowder over over chili. What I'll never understand about the chili people, mm-hmm. and because like chili's fantastic, um, is why people care so much whether it has beans or not. They're both great. If you give me a bowl of chili and it has no beans, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat it all. If you give me a bowl of chili with beans, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat it all. Every I don't morning, why this is a hill to die every on. morning I have a bowl of chili before I leave the house. Every <laughs> single morning, I get a bowl of chili in. Your messy sounds like Mr. Bill. That's from Francis. <laughs> Look, I haven't I haven't done my messy in a while. I need to I need to find it. Hey, mom, mom, over here. Let's get, get the minivan. It's time to go home. We're done. Two goals. I win. I think that's pretty good. I bet that's exactly what he sounds when, like. When that voice comes out, I just want you to know I got nothing. I'm gonna let you do your <laughs> thing. I'll be in the background if you need me. You want to feel old, Slee? What do you got? Kurt Rambis turned 63 today. Hmm. 63 years old today for Kurt Rambis, who, when I was a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, growing up in Arcadia and when the Lakers were winning all those championships in the 1980s, the Showtime Lakers, obviously Magic was everybody's favorite player. He's certainly my favorite player. Um, Kareem on a, is always a good answer for greatest player of all time. James Worthy, Hall of Famer. Byron Scott in that starting lineup. You had Michael Cooper, who would always come in. He was one of the finishers. But I absolutely loved hmm. Rambis. And when, when Mikhail nearly killed him with that clothesline, I wanted to drive to Boston and <laughs> fight him. I was 13, but I wanted to go. I was at that game. <laughs> yeah, man, you get around. I like it. Uh, I like it. I think who was your gonna, I have a feeling that's got to get annoying. That's going to get annoying very soon. Not at um, all. You know who my guy was growing up? Mm. My go-to. I freaking loved him. I think one of my first email passwords had his name, part of his name in it. I was an Eddie Jones guy. Okay, yeah. Loved Eddie Jones back in the days. I mean, it's funny. When I started watching Lakers basketball, it was just after, it was towards the end of Magic's career, okay? 
Mm-hmm. So it was the Vlade Divac days, the Eldon sure. Campbell. Uh, Magic eventually retires. And I remember having this poster, The Next Generation. And it was like, it was as if Nick Van Exel, Cedric Sabalas, and Eddie Jones were all like in space and there's stars around them. And, you know, they're trying to promote this. Let's just say that one didn't work out. Let's just say that that that, that trio didn't exactly work out. But Eddie Jones was my guy. I loved Eddie Jones. Well, Eddie you, Jones? I want to say Eddie Jones made an all-star team, didn't he? Yeah, I think I mean, he did. I think yeah, he, did. he, he was, had a good career. He did have a good career. He was a good player. I mean, there was – I remember – I think it was Kobe's rookie year where all these guys are all mixed together, right? Van Exel's still there. Del Harris is still coaching. Eddie mm-hmm. Jones. That's an exciting team. Shaq was on – you know, Derek Fisher was just drafted. Was Sed Sabalos still around at that point? I, when did they trade Sabalos and Ori? Yeah. Because remember right. that happened after right. Ori threw the towel at Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge, yeah, it didn't go great for him. <laughs> Although it got him to the Lakers. That's probably a win. I, I think he knew what he was doing. That was a, <laughs> yeah, that was a great was, strategy. St- yeah, that was strategic for sure. So, no, th- th- he was a great player. I mean, this is, some of those role players were, were so much because – Okay, but know, define, Coop, define role play, define well, role player. I, I think, you know, I, I think it's it's kind of a little bit subjective. But mm-hmm. for me, it's somebody – Like that, the red chowder would be a role player. The clam chowder <laughs> would be like a superstar, right? Yeah, a well, vet yeah, he, that's been the, in the game for a cl- long time. Clam chowder is going to be on the starting lineup no matter what team he's on. <laughs> The, the 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 Manhattan chowder might have to might have to wait. But yeah. so my definition would be somebody that didn't always start, might start occasionally, didn't make a bunch of all star teams, but was essential to the success of the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the guys that fits that perfectly is Michael Cooper. Mm. My, Michael Cooper was rarely a starter for the Lakers. But you you turn on any of those thirty for thirties about the Lakers and Celtics. You watch any highlights from the Showtime Lakers. He was locking crunch. up people. And he was on the floor mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. He was on the court at the end of every big Laker game for about ten years on a team that was loaded with Hall of Famers. That's a that that is the definition of a great role player. Of course, you know we we had the D fishes of the world. We had and, yep. and actually just you know looking at this Lakers team right now, KCP was a little bit of that last championship. Rondo obviously was some of that last championship. Um, it'd be interesting, Trav. I, I will say this. You know, we, we, we got a chance to talk a little bit about the Lakers. I, I think this actually – I think it's, it's a good thing what the Lakers are going through right now. I really do believe it. You, you got Portland coming up. You mm-hmm. still got Golden State, Phoenix, and then Sacramento, and then you'll get into the break. Travis, wouldn't you like to be going through some struggles, injury issues, health and safety protocols, all that stuff? Don't you want to go through all that right now? I, I, I think there's been an overreaction to the Lakers. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I'm on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being where I was during the finals and 10 being the world is ending and they're never going to win another game. I'm, I'm probably at a, a 2, give or take. There's nothing I, to worry I, about. It's just too early. It, yeah, I, I think that's mostly right. But mm-hmm. the the other part is is that you know talking about the role players. I'm looking at guys right now that guys like Alex Caruso, guys like Kyle Kuzma, some of the, some of guys like that. Sure, KCP that, that are really effective when those other guys are there are far less effective now, and that's mm-hmm. the part that I just keep looking at and thinking. All right, let, let's pick it up just a little bit, fellas. Slee, you and I will be back at yes, it sir. on Thursday. You're going to be on Laker Talk on Monday. We're going to be talking all Laker basketball. You're doing your thing, and then I'm doing my thing in the mornings. Until then, Slee, until Thursday, back-to-back shows Sounds next good, week. Sounds good, Trav. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN.